I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Thursday again, tell everybody to lock in, grab some popcorn, a drink, and go and throw your AirPods in. It's the one-hour show, constantly speaking facts. Bulletproof stats are always shooting from Matt, and when it comes to Kyle, you getting numbers and style. Jake is going to educate you, he has that knowledge on fire. Players, step your game up, don't be sluggish or lazy, or Jimmy J might hit you with a shaky baby. Catch him on YouTube or any podcast platform, breaking all the news down like Shaq does the backboards. No hot takes, this is where the hottest debate's at. Now kick your feet up, cause it's time for Straight Facts. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains. Brought to you by the Up On Game Presents Network. As always, make sure you guys are going, liking, following, subscribing to Up On Game Presents. The guys are actually out in AZ this weekend with Fox Sports, or this week, I should say, with Fox Sports Radio. Lavar is out there now, and I think Flex and TJ are joining him at the end of the week. But it's because they got Super Bowl goals, and so do the Eagles and the Chiefs. So my guys, Jake Daly. Ed Stadman Robinson are back with me, full squad, full roster. Because y'all was t- y'all was y'all was talking that talk last week when I wasn't here, when we weren't here, we weren't able to have a pod last week because of our schedules. And these two took the opportunity to to fire off some shots that they knew that I couldn't come back at in the moment. So I'm glad you guys got it off. Everyone on social media saw it. So Jake and Stadman during Super Bowl week, how are y'all feeling? Well, let me just, by the way. For anyone who may have seen those messages that we sent out, I just want everyone to know that this is not a singular season message that I had to get. This is not something that is accrued over the time of one football season. James has been probably the number one Eagles hater that I know for my entire life. Like one of the top, like definitely on the Mount Rushmore. And I, I just... The way that the Bucs season went, the way the Eagles season is going, fingers crossed it ends with a trophy being raised. I I felt like it was just time 
to deliver a few a few well earned well earned jabs. Good luck oh, with fast streams. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. Ain't no way Kyle Trask is our quarterback week one. I'm gonna tell you right now that there's no way. There's no way Kyle Trask is my quarterback. If he's the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers, <laughs> fine. But but <laughs> it's funny because the last time the Eagles won the Super Bowl was right before, literally like right before we started this podcast. So you guys were reigning champs when we started that podcast right in 2019 or the year before that in, in 2019. Now, so so when we won that. last time, we um uh we were doing the Westchester radio show together throughout that season. Right. And then you never showed back up after they won. <laughs> you yeah, you said you had other obligations. I know what to do. I know what to say. I know what to say. I'll be leaving now. <laughs> yeah, yeah my, time, my time here is done. My, my time here is done. Crazy how you worded that, Matt, that I didn't show up. Like, I probably, I probably actually did have other obligations. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't just not show up. That's because the semester's time. changed, too. So like. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, anyway, anyway, we are focusing on the big game on Sunday between your Eagles and your Chiefs, and, or and the Chiefs. And we've been, you know, kind of laying it out this way through the whole playoffs. And we'll continue to do it because I think it's been a good kind of jumping point for our discussions. And is where do each team, where does each team, have the advantage going into said game. And in this one, it's the Super Bowl. So we could start with the opposition, with the opposing side. Starting with the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, the list goes on. Like, where do the Chiefs have the advantage, Jake, um, going into Sunday? I think the obvious one is probably, most people would say, the coaching position, in my opinion. And I know that we are a fact-based show. And aside from you know, wins and losses. I don't know how many stats you could really pin to the head coach. What I will say is that, and we talked about it at the beginning of the year, I believe what I had said is that Mecole Hardman will fill in to the, to the Tyreek role and they'll be fine. So that I wasn't... We said like a combination, right, of like Mecole Hardman, MBS, Juju, like kind of... I think during the bold takes I may have... But right, mid-season, correct, we came to right. terms that... Which people still, I think, really haven't realized how incredible it is that the Chiefs, led by Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, lost their best skill player, one of the best skill players in the NFL, and it literally had zero impact. It had zero impact in wins and losses. I don't know how many teams, not only this year, but in the history of the NFL, that would hold true with. Usually it's the inverse, right? Look at the Eagles. And there's more to it than this, but you add A.J. Brown to an offense and they suddenly are one of the best offenses in the league. Hurts mm-hmm. took a step forward, their line's healthier, whatever. I, I don't mean to paint a untrue argument. But if I had to give KC an advantage, it's the fact that they really did prove this year they're unshakable. Like Mahomes' injury through the playoffs, take away our best offensive player outside of Mahomes, obviously, and we're still the number one offense to be feared in the NFL. Um so that, to me, if I'm an Eagles fan, that's what I'm worried about. He also, Andy's been here before. This is his fourth Super Bowl. Um, he doesn't have, like, the first Super Bowl jitters. He's won before. He's lost before. He knows how it's going to go, whether, no matter what happens, by around 10 o'clock on Sunday. But, like, also, Reed is phenomenal throughout his entire coaching career after a bye week. And I consider the Super Bowl in between week and bye week because you're getting two mm-hmm. weeks to prepare. 
And, like, it's different from, like, the first week of the season because you don't really know what your team is yet until you play games. So, like, the bye week plus, like, the division round bye plus the Super Bowl is what I call bye weeks. And he's 30-6 and six in his career in those kinds of games. He's just incredible at prepping a team when he has ample time to prepare. He's watched every Jonathan Gannon game he's ever coached over the last two years and looking at where Gannon has improved and where he hasn't and finding those exact holes that he can exploit. And that's from just a, from what I fear as an Eagles fan from the other team, it's like Mahomes and Reed, just that combo is scary. Yeah. Andy Reed hasn't had like the greatest ultimate success when it comes to like the Super Bowl, including Eagles years. But one, he, he has success under his belt. And the fact of just being there so many times and knowing how to navigate all the differences that come with playing in the Super Bowl, even from a NFC or AFC championship game, like there are just added things to this big spectacle of a game that you can't anticipate until you've gone through it. And people can tell you, like, I'm sure people are telling Nick Sirianni, like, hey, you know, normally the media timeout is this long. Now it's going to be this long. Or normally the Super you get. Bowl halftime. Yeah, normally you get kind of this leeway and you're not going to get it because it's the Super Bowl. Like all those, they'll, they'll tell you. And then in the moment happens, you're like, crap. Like I was planning on, you know, being able to run X, Y, and Z and I can't because there's more parameters on the game. Like that kind of contextual stuff matters. Um, but where I see the Chiefs have kind of the, the biggest advantage and it, and it kind of goes along the tone of familiarity, but the Chiefs know that when the biggest moment of the biggest games happen, Patrick Mahomes gets better. And and the Eagles are seeing an upward trajectory from Jalen Hurts that I think is really encouraging, but there's still the unknown factor of how has he performed on the ultimate biggest stage in his career. And when you look at kind of the tail of the tape for Patrick Mahomes, like we know and can see the pattern that he's going to get better. He's the all-time leader in postseason passing rating at 106.1, in the postseason, 66% completion, 7.9 yards per attempt, 32 touchdowns, and only seven interceptions. And then you put on top of that his running mate in Travis Kelsey, and over his last playoff game, 75 receptions, 835 yards, eight TDs. Like, we know through seasons and seasons and, and examples and examples that when, when the lights are going to get really bright, when the whole nation, the whole world is watching Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense, we know and are confident that we're going to get uh, even, not even just their good play, but even a step above what we've seen to get them to this point. And it's something that's kind of unprecedented that we've seen from other people and something that I don't think even as Eagles fans that you guys can be 100% confident in that you'll see from Jalen Hurts. That you can be encouraged, you can be optimistic and like he's played well. But if you had to say, like, definite, yeah, we're going to get the best Jalen Hurts we've seen in the Super Bowl, I don't know if you can bank on that. You can almost bank on that if you're the Chiefs. And I think that's, uh, yeah, I think that's so a leg up. If I wanted to be the dumb counterargument, I would say Pat Mahomes' Super Bowl career, Super Bowl passer ratings like 68, and, like, he's clearly struggled statistically in the two games. Because if you remember the first Super Bowl against the Niners, he played really bad, and then the fourth quarter, he led the comeback and made up for it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the Bucks game, if you didn't watch the game, you look at the stats, it looks like he played bad. But if you remember the game, he played the best game I've ever he possibly seen could. quarterback <laughs> that, possibly could. that had that bad of a statistical game. Like, he played great in that game. There's mm-hmm. nothing else he could have done. So, like, like the only 
poor performances in Mahomes' playoff career, in my eyes, are the first three quarters against San Francisco and the second half against Cincinnati in the AFC title game last year. So, like, I'm expecting Mahomes to be great, and I'm banking that into what I think. And I'm actually really worried about Hurts. I think their shoulder injury is way worse than what they said. A sprained shoulder should have healed almost a month and a half by now. I think in about a week after the season, we'll hear, oh, Jalen Hurts is going to get shoulder surgery. That's going to, like, put him, like, he won't be be allowed to throw for, like, a month to two months kind of thing. You and don't think it's like Cam Newton-esque, right? Where it's no, something I that, that I don't think it's going to be like career like defining. I just think it's mm-hmm. something that he's playing through because it's the playoffs and the Super Bowl. And I keep replaying him missing a wide open AJ Brown in the NFC title game. Right. And that was like you got if, to win the Super Bowl, we gotta hit that. It's an it's an overthrow, but it, you but to Matt's it. point, to Matt's point, it's it's a ball that we've seen Jalen Hurts. So even the Devontae Smith throw, like you didn't have to overthrow Missed, him that yeah. much. The That's missed a throw. Stamp. That that Tay, you know, goes and, and makes up for it. And Matt, to your point, Jake, right before you go, to your point, before Jalen Hurts' injury, we looked at a 67% completion percentage, 8.2 air yards per attempt, 22 touchdowns, five interceptions, a 104 quarterback rating. Post-injury, 60% completion, only six uh, yards per attempt, two touchdowns, one interception, 80.7 uh, passer rating. So a clear dip in every category and not just like the non-contextual ones, right? Like, he's not throwing the ball as far down the field. He doesn't have as many touchdowns. He doesn't have as many attempts. Like, it's clear that there's a dial back since that injury. And are you, like, I'll pose this question to y'all. Like, do you think that Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, and the Eagles as a whole are confident enough to bring him back to kind of the workload that he had before that shoulder surgery? Or do you think it's still kind of, you know, quote-unquote load manage the shoulder and, and bring him along that way? I mean, one important thing to remember in the games following the injury is that the regular season games following the injury. That's only one, though. That's the Giants game where they nerfed the offense. Exactly. And then the two playoff games. So. And, and so I think that the other two you know, playoff games that you mentioned, they're dominating the whole time. Dominating. So you're not really going to run him out to throw 40 times. If they're ending up losing by, you know, two scores early on, like he's going to get 50 dropbacks, 40 dropbacks, probably. Um, so in that scenario, I would definitely be worried. What I will say, I don't think they'll have to go there. Like, and we'll get into it because this is where I think the Eagles play really strongly. But Jalen Hurts' quarterback is the best in the league, uh, best currently this year in the league at forcing the defense to first check the run before the pass. Lamar Jackson's probably the only guy up there. So that alone should get you some easy looks. If he has to make things happen out there, it's going to be a little scary. I would agree. So you don't want, you don't want the ball, I won't say primarily in, in Jalen Hurts' hands, but you, you, would, you, would, you think it would behoove the Eagles to, to continue to, you know, not not put it all in Jalen Hurts' basket. Not not you know just give it to him and and you know tell him go win it. Like you think it it's it's still more of a structured offense. I I hesitate to use the word system because I know that's a trigger word for y'all over there. But in that type of system, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe 
It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I think if you look at the Eagles makeup and just in general, if you're dealing with a guy who's about to become your franchise quarterback, who might have a really bad injury. I would think if you ask the Eagles head coaches and maybe even offensive players, Hey, how do you like to win? Like dominating physically on the ground, I think is kind of this team's identity. Like being stronger and badder than you is just how we win. Um, And I think that's going to be how they try to win against Casey, but We'll talk about it. Casey's very, you know, like we talked about, their defense is, is is often overlooked, but has some playmakers along the defensive line. So perfect segue into what I wanted to talk to because I I think I don't know if this is an advantage uh, fully of where Kansas City has. Actually, no, I do think it, it's an advantage if if they lean into it and he plays well. I think they have the best defensive player so far in these playoffs individually, and that's Chris Jones of of what we've seen Chris Jones being able to do. Like, I know you guys, what do you want to say, Hassan Reddick? I mean, yeah. Hassan Reddick would be my pick. I don't know. I mean, Chris Jones has been okay, the best player on his own team. On his, on his own team. Maybe then I can rephrase it. I still think he might be the best, but I can rephrase it. The most important, like the most impactful, the most pivotal. Like, Chris Jones, we saw him. Reddick knocked Purdy out of the game. 
I know what Hassan Reddick. I know what Hassan Reddick. So, uh, I, I'm mm-hmm. saying it's hard right. to get more impactful than that. Your stats lie. I mean, not 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 really. Like that's that's like great. He made a great play, but that no, it, it, the, you can get more impactful than that. And I, I think Chris Jones has has put his stamp on the past two games for the Chiefs, and in moments that they absolutely needed him to. Like the fourth quarter against the Bengals was Chris Jones, man. Like Chris Jones showed up in that game and kind of put a halt to anything the Bengals were trying to do. And he's like, he's got what two games this season with 10 plus QB pressures, five plus QB hits and two plus sacks this season. Everyone else in the NFL has two combined and Chris Jones has two by himself. And if you look at what the Eagles offensive line was able to do, you, you give the Eagles kind of a lot of credit for being able to neutralize Kayvon Thibodeau in the Giants game, being able to take out Nick Bosa in the, in the 49ers game. So they've done in these past two games, they've taken the most pivotal and, and most impactful, at least defensive line player, if not most impactful defensive player on the offensive unit, neutralized him, and it's, and it's caused the defense not to be able to rattle you all game. I think if Chris Jones can kind of debunk that game plan, say you're not going to take me out like you took out Kayvon Thibodeau. You're not going to neutralize me in the pass rush like you neutralized Nick Bosa. He puts a stamp on there and kind of hits y'all, Jake, right where you say you want to control the game. Hit y'all in the trenches, hit y'all in the mouth, and show that like me and my unit is going to be more physical than you and your unit. I'm going to make those plays. That's KC gets, gets the tip right there. But if you guys don't, you guys keep, you know, Chris Jones contained, but he's the catalyst for that defense. Well, and you, you keep him contained, you, you, you do a good job. You know what happens, which is really sick if you're a D lineman with the Eagles and Jalen Hurts is a running quarterback. Like, oh, you're being really disruptive and we're trying to block you, huh? All right, yeah, we're just going to let you, we're about to let you free and read option you all game. You're not about to, to make death. another play. But like, here's the thing. Chris Jones is, util- and, and, and I don't have to go look at the tape, but I'm pretty sure Chris Jones is utilized in a more versatile way than even Nick Bosa is used. We're in edge. He moves, so, I think yeah, he moves around. All around the D-line. So, like, yeah, you read option me over here, but now I'm going to put you in a, put, you know, Chris Jones in a spot that's not bench. as susceptible yet. Yeah. To, to, you know, and, and you got Spagnola over there, who's, who's a great defensive line. You got, you know, Sirianni, who's been That's part of the really coaching. Hey, when we talk so, about you know, the coaching, it's not just the head coaches, by the way. Like, Casey's assistants are all like, see, Spagnolo's a guy who's been through this and done this. I feel like Eric, the enemy gets a lot of praise for the offensive coordinator side. And rightfully so, Spagnolo doesn't get a whole lot of praise. Casey's defense isn't, you know, always praiseworthy. Right. But when they show up and, and, you know, when when they hunger down, I think Spagnolo should get, you know, should get some pats on the butt for that. He he definitely should. But Matt, how do you, how do you feel about, you know, Chris Jones would be. I'm not worried about Chris Jones at all. I have just eternal faith in this offensive line with Jason Kelsey so, but, and so, Landon Dickerson and Lane Johnson. How he's played during the playoffs I was worried coming in, but how he's played. My Lotta has been phenomenal. And Sam Olive. Like, it's, I have no worry. I like, could they break through and make a play? Yeah. Jalen Hurts, one of his big flaws is that he takes sacks. Um, too too much. So like, if he's trying to make a play and they break through eventually, but like that's more me about me being worried about the Eagles' flaws than I am about the Chiefs' strengths. From an offensive standpoint, as an Eagles fan, I'm worried about our own potential flaws versus what the strengths are. And defensively, I completely slop. <laughs> I I mean, I like 
I can appreciate the confidence you have in your offensive line, but I, I, in this particular case, it wouldn't be just about your offensive line not getting it done as much as Chris Jones getting it done to an effective level. But we shall see. And then I'm going to flip the script to your side of the ball because, Jake, you started getting into a lot of things that you think the Eagles could have kind of the advantage in and will have the advantage in. So go ahead and dive into some of those real quick. Um, well, Matt pulled some great DVOA stuff that I'll let him get into, but I think just in principle from a thousand feet up view, when you look at how the Eagles have dealt with teams that maybe, um, are a little scary on the offensive end, it started with defense and putting pressure on the quarterback. You look at the, you know, one of the times, honestly, though, both times Mahomes was in the Super Bowl. granted he won one of them. He looked super uncomfortable and had to, in the San Francisco game, they were putting pressure on him and, and you know, um, forcing them to make plays. And, and then, of course, the Buccaneers completely destroyed their game plan by pressuring him. So I think it's important to note, um, obviously, the Eagles made a lot of noise with their defense and specifically like the sack record or one of the top uh, seasons, rather, I should say, for total sacks. It's important to distinguish. There's one, there's a difference between causing problems and, and having Patrick Mahomes run around and being able to sack Patrick Mahomes, right? You can cause him to run around, and that actually could be worse for your defense. I'm pretty confident in our ends and Sweat, uh, and especially Hassan Reddick, which in the next second segment, I have a fun bit on him. But <laughs> it's no good if Mahomes is flushed out of the pocket and he runs around and throws a 20-yard dart to Kelsey, who's... Has, has some Congo, you know, salsa routine that he's practiced with Mahomes behind your defense. So I think the Eagles are, are really going to look on offense and defense to force their will there and then move on. I think like, you know, on offense, it'll be one in the trenches. It'll be one initially by forcing defense into looks, forcing the Chiefs defense into looks that you're more comfortable with reading based off of your run game dominating. Um, so now obviously if, if the box gets packed and the Chiefs say, hey, we're not going to let you run the ball against us, then we that would be the most interesting scenario because it puts Jalen Hurts in a situation where I think if you're getting a lot of man-to-man with A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, and Devontae Smith, you as a quarterback should be able to win more times than not. Even if you are have a bum shoulder and do have to throw, you should be able to win more reps than not. So yeah. I still feel good, but what I would say is – if the Chiefs are getting their way, as we talked about in the prior segment, it'll probably look like a Jalen Hurts-centric offense, whereas I believe the Eagles have the advantage and will be able to dictate their game plan and will through the yeah. offensive line. And, and I think that's a good point because we've seen that not only you, you can kind of disrupt Patrick Mahomes by pressuring him, but it, it's how you pressure him and, and get to him with four without letting him escape the pocket. So you have to get pressure but play discipline at the same time. And I think that's advantage Eagles because you don't have a D line who's got, you know, one kind of, you know, pressure guy and one sack guy and the rest of the guys who are just there. You have a defensive line who's, you know, you have a guy who has 19 and a half sacks, but you have, a, you have three, four guys who have double digit sacks all season. Guys who have. You can't afford all, to double team. Yeah, we've all made plays on this line. We all got to go one on one and we all do our job. So if I'm asking Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat in this, you know, kind of series to, hey, get upfield, but don't let them get out. Stay disciplined. You might not get the sack, but you got to keep them inside the pocket. I believe you guys are good enough to do that. And when you when teams have pressured Mahomes before, 
Jake, you made the point, his ability to escape the pocket and make plays kind of on the run and outside and be creative. Well, he's got a bum ankle now. And we saw in that AFC championship game, when he tries to kind of spin out and make those unbelievable Patrick Mahomes plays, he stresses that ankle in a way that he doesn't want to. And I, I believe, I perceive there's going to be a more of an effort for Pat to try to deliver the ball in the pocket. Advantage Eagles. Like, if, if you're going to stay sitting duck, then, then oh, we are. I we're, actually. We're ears pinned back. But I, I just don't, I mean, I just don't think they can bank on. Like, I wouldn't want Pat getting out the pocket too much on that ankle. Like, I, I wouldn't want to. We're going to have to make quick reads, quick throws, and, and good throws by staying in. Like, you, know, you have to make something in the, the pocket. Thing, the thing with the quick reads is that that's where I think the Eagles' big advantage comes in. Not because quick reads don't work for Mahomes. Mahomes is great when he does quick reads. But because he won't be able to make them because their top three receivers all got hurt in the AFC title game. McCole Harbin's not going to play in the Super Bowl, most likely. And the other two are banged up. So if you really focus on Kelsey, like Mahomes is going to have to sit in the pocket. And I know he, that's where he makes his most flashy plays. But that also means the defense is winning and it means the team's going to win more often. Because in Mahomes' career, he's 20, he's 46 and four when he, uh, when his average time from snap to throw is 2.8 seconds or less. And when it's 2.9 seconds or more, it's 28 and 15, 28 and 15 is still a great record, but 46 and four, some Alabama over four years, like with Nick Saban stuff. So when Mahomes, the chiefs offense, when it tears apart bad teams, it's like snap. Oh, they are Kelsey already beat your guy off the ball. Oh, Juju already beat your guy off the ball. Or back in the day, Tyreek Hill. And I think the Eagles are gonna are their corners are adept enough to not let that happen. And then the pass rush can get there. It's just a matter of stopping Kelsey. I do think discipline is the name of the game for y'all though. Like I do think if you get chompy and try to kind of beat Pat to a spot or beat Travis to a spot, you open yourself up to get beat, you know, kind of long or, or something go behind you. Like, you guys have a tremendous defense, a great defense, but a defense that can get busted if y'all, you know, if, if you're a little too overzealous on things. Like, I, I do think there's a, a discipline, at least to start the game. Like, if it comes to the third quarter and you want to go make a play, get opportunistic, you can. But I, I would be wary about getting jumpy to start the game, especially because the last two Super Bowls we've seen from the Chiefs, it's not like they get off the tour it starts. It's not like we have to worry about them, you know, jumping out the blocks crazy. Like it's always a potential, but the you know the pattern is that they're not going to be you know coming out the gate firing um, in the beginning. So uh, you know, it's definitely discipline is the name of the game. I, I also speaking of discipline, <clears throat> um, this is a joke, but it is worth mentioning. I'm glad that you prefaced it with a joke. Before. Well, just in <laughs> case ahead. anyone from Casey gets upset, it is worth prefacing that. Almost very similar to if you were to be in the middle of the Atlantic and dump chum in the water. You wouldn't really want to be swimming around. Much like if you were a quarterback in the NFL and you have a rolled ankle, and let's just say Nadamakan Sue, by chance, was <laughs> roaming around and knew about this injury, on the football field, like going against him as the quarterback is not where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. He smells yeah. it. He's an injured ankle. They're, Taking a taking a salmon bath and jumping in the Atlantic is just not is that what you want to do, right? Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel yeah. Like. I just want to get back to the Eagles' offense since we've talked talked about like the Eagles versus Mahomes, which I do think is the game. Yeah, yeah. All, like, but like the where the Eagles need to attack is the Chiefs were really bad defensively in the middle of the field. 
on passing plays. They're 31st in DVOA over the middle. So I'm expecting a lot of Goddard and a lot of Devontae Smith in the slot. You line Quez out up wide to run like the go route to get the stretch. And then you got Smith in the middle of the field. And then if he gets the ball, he can run. And I think in the passing game, I think those underneath routes. And then A.J. Brown will make A.J. Brown plays. But just from uh, exploiting weaknesses, I think Goddard and Devontae Smith are the two most important players in the pass game. Yeah. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Um, one thing that's kind of, kind of like neutral either way because I think your run defense and I just looked up kind of your run defense and where you guys rank and you guys ranked right now 15th in run defense right we really struggled and then we added Joseph and Sue and Mm -hmm. we improved since then so right right you know right in the middle of the pack not not great but not not bad either and if you look at the Chiefs running game that probably falls right in the middle of the pack too and that's like I, I I can keep going back to your first point Jake of the trenches and and physicality because if they come out and they're able to run the ball with Isaiah Pacheco in ways that we've seen them being able to do, that's going to alleviate everything for Patrick Mahomes, and it's it's troubling for you guys. And yes, if you look yes, at yes. if you look at Pacheco's last you know three or four games, you have you know eight attempts, sixty four rushes, uh, or sixty four yards and a touchdown against the Raiders in the last regular season game. Then you have twelve rushes for ninety five yards and a reception against the Jaguars, and then you go against the Bengals, ten attempts, just twenty six yards. And only five re- and five receptions, but no accounting for touchdowns. So if if you if the Chiefs give you that running game of the first three games, it's trouble. If you're able to do what the Bengals did, you know, kind of the AFC Championship game, really neutralize Isaiah Pacheco in that running game, then 
a huge advantage, you guys. So that's that's actually something I'm, I'm and very we much help, looking at. We Christian McCaffrey had one great run against us, but mm-hmm. like we we, we didn't Saquon didn't go nuts on us. So like where we can definitely, I'm not that worried. Like when I think about the Chiefs, like Isaiah Pacheco is like way down the way list. far down <laughs> the list, way far down the list. And I don't and like I'm, he could like, like, make plays. Like I'm not discounting right. him. It's and just and like, here's they have so many other weapons. You know, Isaiah Pacheco is not going to be the if Isaiah Pacheco beats you guys on Sunday, we all have to reevaluate what we know about football. Like I don't think Isaiah Pacheco beats you, but if Isaiah Pacheco helps their running game, that it makes it easier for Patrick Mahomes to beat you, for Travis Kelsey to I mean, beat you. Like that's it. I think right. stop that first domino from falling is what I'm saying. But, and like, when you say beat you. It's not like we're sitting here saying he's going to get 10 carries, 110 yards, two touchdowns. Like he gets 15 he can, carries, 75 yards, and that and that he gets he did it more right. in his job. Seven yeah. carries, 68 yards, and a touchdown is killing you. That's it's like killing, yeah. that's he did his job. Yeah, he, he absolutely did his job. So we will be looking forward to that and more on Sunday for the big game. I will be nowhere near Jake and Stat Matt for the Super Bowl because I don't want to hear him at all. Um, but in, in all seriousness, you guys remember what happened last time when you guys won the Super Bowl, right? I took a vow and I said, you guys won the Super Bowl. You bought my silence until next season. And I'm here again. If you guys win the Super Bowl, you buy my silence till August. And I and sit I, down and like I Thanos start, at the end like, of Endgame. <laughs> I may finally rest. Peaceful universe. <laughs> I do have to be. I respect the sport of football and sports in general too much to continue to hate when you've reached the pinnacle. The NFL Super Bowl, to me, is the hardest championship to win in American sports. If you get that, I'm literally just a hater for trying to nitpick and, and, and bring you down after winning that. And even furthermore, you win two in five years. Bang, I re- teams. Different team, different coach, different quarterback, different all that. I really, I really got to sit down and be like, hey, man, they got same Howard. Some, you know what I mean? Same Howard. Got to get something figured out. All right. Our favorite time predictions. Um, I guess all of our fans pretty much know which teams that we are going to pick. But um, let, let's give official kind of game predictions really quick. Oh, uh, yeah, for the game. Sorry, I'm going to go with Eagles 28, Chiefs 21. Um, somewhere around there is, is how I see it playing out. Eagles win. I'm going to go 31 to 27. Chiefs win. Oh, what's that? There you are. What are you doing? I hate it, but I, I, I I'm being off. I've had, I have bad vibes. I have bad vibes. I have bad vibes. <laughs> about my- <laughs> I know, Jake. <laughs> we just talked the whole week. No, no, no. no. I know. I, I, like, I, I hope. No, that was I, great. I can't that was wait. Cool. I really hope next week you're clowning me for doubting. That I really, was I pray tremendous. that's what's happening on next week's pod. You had the whole segment. Yeah, Eagles that are was trust them. Matt, 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 you've never held a poker face more than that because this whole time I'm ready for no, like no, a I forty to twenty-seven Eagles succeed. But I think you need. I'm actually going to be a little bit of a Brady hater because I think it's fun. If you look at the matchup between five years ago to now, it's like Eagles are better in every aspect except like quarterback, tight end, and punter, which is exactly the same it was five years ago. And I fear Mahomes more than I fear Brady five years ago. Yeah, it, it's that was just really funny because like Jake was ready for you to like you know back him up and like yeah, fifty to twenty four Eagles win, and then like he looked down at you and you were just like, mm. 
Well, when I heard the 30 to 27, draw it out. I'm like, uh-oh. I, could, I, I do think, in, and hey, man, I said this last time you guys went to the Super Bowl. The higher scoring the game is, advantage the other team. And then I want you, you know, watch your backup nice quarterback one, yeah. out, yeah, out duel Tom Brady and put 41 up. But, but I do also think in this game, higher scoring advantage Chiefs. You got to really keep up and keep pace with that offense. I'm going I'm 30 because of the shoulder. That's the, that's the end of it, really. Yeah. I'm going 31 28 Chiefs win. And I think that's, that's very, very special. Yeah, man. I didn't think I. I didn't think you were going to trust me. I was right. ready. I was ready to stand alone. I get it, man. Also, but I it's funny because we're going to see that a lot of pods don't don't bet against don't mean it's Pat Mahomes. Yes, yes, you have. Yes, you have. But it's funny because if y'all win, right. guess where Matt will be next Tuesday? Right. Shirtless, shirtless, running down right. broad skate with the rest you of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 Peter, I, just because I, I'm not trying to hate. I just. I just insane with my. It's an emotional hedge. I get it. It's It's not. It's no. I don't care about being right at all. It's it's not. (laughs) It's not hate. It's not not hate. It's just not confidence. It's not hate. It's just not confidence. I get it. Understood. You're playing. You're playing Pat Mahomes now. I get it. Understood. I was confident when my team played. I was confident when my team played Pat Mahomes in Super Bowl. But I get it. No, it's cool. Great. I I thought. All right, moving on to the second half uh, of our podcast here. Sticking with the Super Bowl and the big game, obviously. But I know y'all y'all have been itching to get some betting content out for a long time now. I know we got our degenerate over there and Jake who bets on everything, and, including what time the sun's going to get up. And Matt, you got, you've done a lot of betting stuff for our, our podcast and our stream as well. So I'll let you guys kind of get back to it and, and kind of break down the Super Bowl by bets and, and have what you guys like to call the Super Bowl betting guide. I like that. So here's what we'll do. I'll let you guys kind of display your bets and, and why you guys are taking them. And then me as the novice better, the person doesn't really put much many bets out. I'll choose which one I would elect to put on my ticket based on the explanations that you guys gave from your bets. That sound good? I think that's, that's a good way to do yeah. it. So Jake or Matt, we'll start with you first. Give me your best bets from the Super Bowl. So my best bets are... First is neither quarterback to throw intercept. That's plus two fifty, meaning if you bet a hundred dollars, you win two fifty. I really like it because Mahomes. We met, we mentioned earlier that his last two Super Bowls were statistically not good. I think he like the quarterback he is, the way he plays in the playoffs. He's gonna have a game where the statistics jump out in the Super Bowl. It's not gonna happen. It'd be really weird. Like there's. Obviously, there's a chance you can throw a pick and still have really good stats. But I think this, I think Mahomes is going to be careful with the ball. I think if the Eagles defense does a good job, I think they'll get turnovers in other ways, be like a strip sack or just sacking them and making them punt more than they expect. And Hertz is the least turnover quarterback in the NFL, including fumbles, which quarterbacks do at the highest rate in anyone. He only has eight turnovers all year. He only threw five picks, uh, hasn't thrown any in this postseason. Uh, I think he's. Uh, I. I. It would be very surprising if he, if he threw a pick. Um. So that would be that for Miles Sanders. Uh. For second bet is Miles Sanders over thirteen and a half rushing attempts. Hurts his shoulder. I don't think it's good. I think they're going to give the ball to Sanders a lot. Mm-hmm. That's even odds. So you bet what you win. I really like the over in this game. I think both defenses are going to have a lot of trouble, as I mentioned earlier. And I think if the Eagles win, I think Miles Sanders is a great Super Bowl MVP bet. 
because I think they're going to win on the ground and at 25 to 1. That, those are great odds. Cool, cool. All right, Jake, what you got? I actually like a couple of the ones. I think Matt laid out some pretty good bets. I'll probably be tailing the interception one. I, I truly do think that this is going to be a game of sure wins on offense, whether that means running the ball, whether that means getting stuff out in the quick game. But I went with Eagles money line uh, it's, as my best bet. And before we go into like the analysis, and obviously I, I guess we just came out of a ton of analysis as to why I think that um, ultimately the way I look at it as an impartial, you know, as a, as a objective observer is you're objective. getting, well, when I try and pull my fandom away from it, the way, what I come away with is that the Eagles are, um, they are the favorite, but they're not a heavy favorite. If you're betting on the money line, it's not like you're getting half of your money back. Um, I don't have the odds. Actually, I forgot to write it down. I was so excited to write Eagles money line. I didn't even look up. the. It's odds. probably something <laughs> like minus 130 or something. Like right. That. So you're you're looking at almost, you know, a coin flip for what has been the best team pretty much all year. Like, say mm-hmm. what you want about being tested or not. The Eagles have been the best team record wise for a really long time and have carried themselves in the playoffs that way. So I'm going to take Eagles money line, admitting that it is somewhat emotional. The other, <laughs> the other, yeah, yeah, yeah right. that's right. He, he, he not being honest with himself, man. <laughs> um, the other couple bets that I think are, are I would have as favorites. I'm gonna go with the under fifty and a half. And again, James, I think you spoke to it that if the Chiefs are gonna win, it's gonna be a high scoring game. I think the Eagles are going to win. I would agree that if the Eagles win, they're going to try and control the clock. Probably leads to a less scoring game, but. The numbers back this up when you look at both teams' playoff games. Neither of them eclipsed 50 total points in those games. And I think even like even if Casey does really throw the heck out of the ball, it's going to be over the middle. It's going to be in front of the chains. It's going to be in the quick game to the running backs and on wide receiver screens, which is where you beat the Eagles' uh, D-backs. So I like the under. Again, I said 28-21 is what I think the score will be, somewhere around there. Ultimately, if it ends up being 40-50, to 50, I could see that happening. To, you know, like, we have two teams that have proven they're able to do it, but if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm a betting man, I'm taking the under 50 and a half. And then my last favorite, um, which kind of goes against something Matt was saying, is Jalen Hurts over 49 and a half rushing yards um, for context. He has yet to do this in the playoffs, but did it in seven out of 17 games in the regular season. And to me, I agree. I think the shoulder's a little banged up. I think because of that, you're going to see him try and put his fingerprints on this game on the ground. Realistically, it takes like one big run to make this number happen. He's almost guaranteed to get like 30 yards. I would, I would, I would bet my life that he doesn't get under 30 yards. Um, So really the way I look at it is that he just needs a big run, which um, I think can happen. And and given, given again, the want, if if we look into like narrative, the want to have an impact on the game, aside from if you're not able to throw the ball, the way you do it is running the ball. So those would be my top three. All right. So for me, as the guy who never puts a bet down, I'm looking at, all, you know, the, the four bets that each of you laid out. I'm going to pick one from each of your sides. You guys both have kind of multiple good bets that I could see. 
Um, first one, Matt, that, that I'm not so about is neither quarterback throwing an interception. I'm looking at one defense who was among the league leaders in interceptions and one guy who's got more interceptions than, you know, 25 of the 32 NFL franchises on your defense and CJ Gardner-Johnson. And I'm also looking at Patrick Mahomes and his last two Super Bowls have two interceptions in each of those Super Bowls. So just because Pat plays well, doesn't mean he does, he's not going to turn the ball over. Once or twice, you guys have a very opportunistic defense. So I just wouldn't bet on that happening. Um, and then for the Miles Sanders over 13 and a half rushing attempts, yes, they're going to want to give, they're going to want to run the ball more than for the Eagles. But amazingly, when you guys run the ball more, that don't mean Miles runs the ball more. Like you guys run the ball more as a committee. Kenneth Gainwell gets more touches. Boston Scott gets more touches. Jalen Hurts runs the ball more. You would think, that more rushing attempts for the Eagles means more rushing attempts for Miles. I don't think that's always the case. There's been a lot of kind of talk of Miles not getting the ball, quote unquote, as much as he should. So I just wouldn't bank on it on that one either. Your over 50 point total is one that I would take if I was, you know, with you, Matt, because it goes along with my score, 31 to 28, uh, Chiefs win. Uh, and I do think there's going to be a time, you know, latter part of the game, third or fourth quarter, where both teams kind of hit a groove. Like I can kind of see. It coming out the game with not, you know, barn burning statistics, maybe like a 14 to 10, you know, 13 to 10 halftime. And then third or fourth quarter, I'm, I'm expecting to see a tip for tat kind of, you know, two scores here and two scores there kind of going back and forth jostling. And that's where the score gets run up a little bit. And then Jake so, going to uh, oh, go ahead, say the Miles Sanders thing. He's averaging 15 attempts per game. And in the postseason, he had 17 and then 11. So 13 and a half is a. So it's like, yeah. Very, very perfect. So that, that that's a, a good bet from you. Uh, and Jake, I'm looking down yours. I'm going to pass over the Eagles money line for obvious reasons. Um, but I like that Jalen Hurts uh, over 49 and a half rushing yards from the same point of why I wouldn't take the miles one, because you hit it perfectly. Going to want to kind of affect the game more um, than just throwing. And I think when you guys run that read option so well, it puts so much pressure on the defense and you're going to need to do that. It's kind of congruent to a lot of things we were talking about, neutralizing Chris Jones, alleviating the passing game, uh, kind of getting the chiefs flowing side to side and opening up lanes that way. And Jalen Hurts was the best rushing quarterback this year. And one of the best rushing quarterbacks of, of literally in NFL history for a single season. So if, you know, I, I can, I'm comfortable putting down that he gets 50 plus yards in the Super Bowl when, you know, he rushes the ball. And by the way, he's done that seven times this year with getting, you know, 50 yards or more on the ground. So those are the two bets that I would take from you guys. And straight facts, you know, listeners out there, this is your Super Bowl betting guy, man. You know, you got two really good bettors over here, guys, who know what they're talking about. So, you know, take, you know, take these tickets kind of for serious. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Speaking of serious, those are your serious bets. Now we got kind of the prop bets. Matt calls them the dumb bets. So Matt, which, uh, which prop bets are you going with this year? I absolutely love the Gatorade dump. I think that's a great You bet on it every year. It's literally every year when we do a Super Bowl preview. No, no, no. no. I have reasons. I have reasons. Yellow or green Gatorade. So, plus 350. Like, I know I didn't pick the Eagles to win, but I think it's almost a coin flip game. So, like, if the Eagles win, they're going to get yellow Gatorade on them. Like, if if, don't bet the Eagles money line, bet yellow Gatorade. (laughs) Like, because they used yellow Gatorade in the Mm -hmm. NFC title game. They use yellow Gatorade when they won the Super Bowl five years ago. They want to keep the same vibes and the same Gatorade that they had five years ago when they won. Maybe they just like lemon when they won the NFC like title. And maybe they just like lemon lime. I, I don't want to. Yeah, and, but the they'll, they'll, they'll dump it on him. And then the second dumb one is this is a, I'm I have a dumb one for a dumb reason. Last one was a dumb one for a smart reason. Is that Rihanna opens her halftime show with diamonds because it's like Super Bowl rings. Mm. Oh. Oh. Shine bright like a diamond. I'm trying to like, I need the vibe of the song. Well, and we like, know. I, th- I kind of think she opens up with, "We found love with her and Calvin." Is Jay Z in diamonds? No, he's an umbrella. No, she's diamonds umbrella. is her. Diamonds right. is herself. I'm. Tr- I'm. You know what? I'm conflicted. Those diamonds. are good odds. I like the odds for it. Yeah, I, that's I actually. Like and reason. there's a reason behind it. You know what I mean? And if there's smart dumb. A, a calculated, you know, kind of, you know, if there's a calculation or it's going to be uh, please formula music. to her to her set, yeah, 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 someone has some knowledge for <laughs> sure, for sure. Um, I can't wait for the, the halftime show. By the way, man, I, I literally can't wait for Riri. But Jake, go ahead, you're done, Mets. Um, so much like Matt's Gatorade color and the reasoning behind that is going to lead to my first dumb bet, and that is God or religion as the first man. At plus, uh, if you think Kansas City is going to win, this is like a smack, like just crush this bet. What are you talking about? Like them, like them saying, like first of all, I just want to thank my Lord and Savior it, Jesus. Christ. Exactly. Like, we already know. have the tape on Pat Mahomes. We already have the tape. He does. <laughs> yeah, it. He's where he's going. Good, yeah. That's where that, that, he's. He is a and Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is probably where he's going to. Both religious dudes. So I don't think it's yeah. a bet. I just think that I know for a fact. In a big moment, that's what Mahomes is thinking about, and that's who, what he wants to give credit to. So, just that—that's how I view that bet. Is like 
I'm betting that the Chiefs win and it's Mahomes who gets interviewed because I think that's where he'll go. Okay, so then the, the second one's a little different. It's not necessarily a quote-unquote dumb bet in terms of what we're betting on, but the player who I would like to bet on, I think you're probably wasting your money and you're probably not getting the best odds by betting on this player at this moment. <laughs> Take that as it may. I think it has a real chance of hitting, and if you're looking to 30x your money, this is for you. Uh, Hassan Reddick to be Super Bowl MVP, as I said, 30 to 1. Generally speaking, a defensive player should really be in like the anywhere, depending on who it is, from like the 50 to 80 range. But because of his performances and how he looked against San Fran, I think this has been something that's heavily bet. And like people who think that they're really smart and sharp and ahead of the curve have bet it. And thus, those people, which the bet's going to not win anyway, have taken away all value from those who would like to bet it standing here today in front of a mic named Jake. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, I do think that he is an outside shot for winning. So he would be my other dumb bet. Which one would I take? One, I look at the Hassan Reddick bet, and I and I think of Von Miller's Super Bowl performance. And yes, Von Miller had a crazy game. He also, in order to get the Super Bowl MVP, had to be a part of one of the worst offensive Super Bowls that I've watched in a long time. Like it was, I didn't like the offense in that game, but it was barely on the offense to begin with. A lot credits that to Von Miller and his performance. But I mean, the 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 latter the former has to happen for the latter to happen. It's got to be a bad offensive game for Hassan Reddick to have such a stamp on it to be Super Bowl MVP. Because Hassan Reddick can can get a sack and a half and and you know and a, and and three tackles for loss. But if it's a thirty-one to twenty-eight game, Hassan Reddick's not getting the Super Bowl MVP. Well, you know I mean? like, here's the only thing I'll say though is that, and this is what maybe makes it a bad bet based on how I think the game's gonna go. He has zero chance to win it if it's like a run heavy game. Like if it is, it was a low scoring game because those two defenses were going crazy. Right, right. Um, not because it was a run game. Yeah. But like if both the Eagles and the Chiefs are trying to do short, quick, quick passes or run the ball, it's going to be hard to really rack up sacks. But if it's like a 30 to 30 game in the fourth quarter, like that sets him up perfectly for a strip sack moment that if he already has a sack. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be tough. Here's You're right. It's tough. Because then Aaron even Donald if, not winning it last year. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yes. Not liking the bet. That's true. But then Bobby Wagner won it. No, he didn't. Bobby Wagner didn't win Super Bowl MVP? No. Malcolm Smith oh. did. Uh, well, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> even worse. Even worse. All right. Um. So for the dumb bet, Matt, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Diamonds, man. I'm going to go with Diamonds. Like it. it's, it's the only one that has like quote-unquote, like, facts to bat. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just, like, off a hunch. Like, Matt, it was actually, like, some rhyme or reason that Matt put into, you know, why diamonds would be the first one. So I'll, I'll probably go with that one over the dumb bets. I can't put a Gatorade color, and I'm, I'm just <laughs> not going to. I'll like, text someone who's on site and see if they could see in the cups on night of. Get a remember our girl, remember our girl, uh, Corbin? Corbin Meyer? From, That's from, right. We yeah. do have an in. All right, we'll edit this out. Yeah, come on, text right now. What color y'all feeling? <laughs> she probably making the giant run. She probably going to get it. She probably, <laughs> she probably making the public's run. <laughs> she looks at the worst odds and then picks that one. That doesn't. Yeah, it's really, Yeah, that's that's true. She, which one y'all been? She gonna be? <laughs> she gonna pick the opposite one? Um, but that's all the time we have 
for this episode of Straight Facts. As always, we can get some shots up at the buzzer, but I believe we wanted to do a group at the buzzer this time um, because last night, Tuesday night, uh, in the NBA marked one of the, if not the most historic night in NBA history. LeBron James um, passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for first place on the NBA's all-time scoring list, scoring, what, 38,388 points uh, at plus um, as he eclipsed Kareem uh, to be the NBA's all-time leading scorer. So we can all kind of just, you know, I'm, I'm sure we all watched the game. We've, you know, we've all been avid LeBron followers and, and supporters through his career. So just kind of, you know, take take this at the buzzer to kind of, you know, what what did that mean to you? Just kind of encapsulate that if you could, because it is so surreal and historic. But whoever wants to go first, kind of, you know, put your two cents on the night. Yeah, it was awesome to watch. And admittedly, like early, like that morning, I was like, LeBron is not breaking it against OKC when he's got that's Milwaukee. What I, that's what I thought. That's well, exactly what I thought. Until I until I saw his family there. Until I saw Kareem. Kareem, Kareem was like the death blow. I was like, it is going to None tonight. of the headphones, too. Right. But the, but the, the head, headband. And, yeah. To me, was after, like I really think someone went up to him in the locker room and was like, hey, man, Kareem is 75. He not coming back on Thursday. Right. Like, like if you want the whole ceremony and the passing of the torch you need to do it tonight because i can't we can't get kareem back here back to back nights. so uh that being said i thought the way they went about it i don't think he was like it wasn't i expected it kind of to be and maybe at parts it kind of was but i expected it to have kobe final game vibes where it's like give lebron the rock and get out of the way wasn't a like that completely but um Honestly, a little surprised he was able to do it in three quarters. Shows you just how fast his fastball still is. On 61% from the field, too. Like, this was an efficient Dominant. game, man. Like, um, but what I... So, I just want to... Before I, I hit on my biggest takeaway, I just want to say, I think, and I've said it before on this podcast, LeBron James is the greatest basketball player to ever live. Um, LeBron James, not only that, but he may be the... More than any other athlete, the athlete that lived up to hype, to the, the, the level of hype, and then the level to which they surpassed that hype is just Can't, almost, it, it really is. Unfathomable. Almost it, unfathomable. It's, just, it, it's just impossible to think that something like that could be possible. Um, I know you guys are going to have some beautiful soliloquies, so I will just say the one shady bit that I found about that game was the way that AD was acting and the no, way that the team was I acting. Know. Um, and Darvin Ham, Darvin Ham at after in his post game talking about it seemed like more times we were more focused on getting Ron the record than playing basketball. I'm sorry, are you not the coach? So, like, um, are you are you? It's not not your your direct responsibility. While I don't know if you guys saw, while we've been recording this podcast, it broke that Russell Westbrook had a fight with Darvin Ham, and now it is Russell Westbrook is potentially part of a three team deal, which we will talk about at a later date. Would be definitely a big move, but. You know, AD's moping around. LeBron's like, I love you. AD's not. AD's like rolling his eyes when he's saying, yeah. I love you. He's not standing up to clap. Like, I wonder if there's something on the horizon there. But just a phenomenal night to recognize the NBA's greatest player uh, to ever do it. I think this accomplishment, while it's obviously the most notable because he's number one all time, the thing that tells me the story of LeBron James more is that he's fourth all time in assists. That, that's why you beat me to it. That's so why. Like he has more career points than anyone who's ever played, and he's got more career assists than Magic Johnson. He is 
well, like this is this is like Hall of Famer if you take out all his points, Hall of Famer if you take out all his assists, and like he's like thirty fifth on the rebound list because there was a zillion rebounds back in the day. But it's just the fact that he can be one. He's not the greatest scorer ever. But because he's not, he's also a way better playmaker than any other of the greatest scorers ever, whether it be Will, Jordan, or Durant, and Elgin Baylor, I think, are the four ahead of him on the points per game. And the fact that he has assists to go along with it makes it impossible that he passed Kareem's record. Mm-hmm. But he did it because he's LeBron. And before it's all said and done, he going to be one, two, or three in top assists, too. He, he won't he, be one because Stockton's got it like, uh, way no one's gonna, up. No one's gonna, but it's funny because his, his... It depends his, how long Chris Paul plays. Cause I was like just about to say that. I was just about to say that. It's funny because the night before, actually not even the night before, an hour before the game, Chris Paul moved into, what, third or fourth on the all-time assist? And he got about a, an hour to celebrate it before you look up and Bron passes the AD and they show the assist record and it's like, hey, if you don't keep this up, Bron will pass you next year. You know what I mean? Like, and it's 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 absolutely insane. So, Matt, I'm glad you brought that up because you know, obviously the debate of, of Jordan and MJ or, or Jordan and LeBron will be an infinite debate that we'll share probably to the end of time, to be honest. But I and I think all Bron supporters should be okay with conceding the best score argument. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You know what, OGs and old heads? Because you don't want your era of basketball to die and you're so insecure about it. Keep MJ as the greatest scorer of all time. Because you're right. Of, of the all-time greatest scorers, 
when you talk about Mike, Kobe, LeBron, uh, MJ, Will. LeBron's, Will, LeBron's the only one on that list who wasn't score first all the time. If he needed to be in moments, possession stretches, absolutely he would be. But LeBron wasn't, you know, if my team needs a bucket, I'm taking the shot. LeBron was, if my team needs a bucket, I'm getting us the best possible one for that play. And sometimes it wasn't him. So I get that. He never, he didn't have the score first mentality all the time like those other guys did. Give them the best score. And I'm okay conceding that because when I give MJ the best score of all time, it means I'm giving LeBron the best all-around player of all time. And when it's all said and done, you're really not going to have that much of an argument for anybody else besides LeBron James for that. And I think, you know, I think that that to me, I'd want the best all-around player over the best score. You keep MJ there. And and the only thing I'll say, because you guys, you know, kind of capsule, captured it so greatly in what you guys said, I don't think there could be a better person, a better player to eclipse this record for the game of basketball in the next generations. Because it shows that even when you play basketball the right way and you're not just jacking up shots, you still have the opportunity to be amongst the all-time great scores, if not the greatest score of all time. Because I'm going to be able to, to show kids that, hey, the, the, the guy who leads the NBA in all-time scoring didn't take 40, 45 shots a game, didn't, didn't neglect his teammates, didn't hog the ball in order to get these points. You can play basketball the right way, possession in and possession out. And if you are like good enough and if you do it the right way, the stats that you want will take care of themselves. If you play basketball the right way and you're a good scorer, you're going to get your points, man. If you play basketball the right way and you're a, a facilitator, you're going to get your assist, man. You're going to get your, you're going to get this. Don't try to cheat the game to get a stat that you think you want. Like, it's not going to work. LeBron played the game the right way for 20 years and he's found himself on top of pretty much every list. That's imaginable. And I think that's, for all the worry that we have for the next generation of basketball and how it's being ruined and all these things, that's one thing that we can point to to be like, hey, man, he upheld the right way and the fundamentals of the game, and he still got to the top of every mountain that he wanted to. So that's, that's the, the example that we should be showing for kind of basketball and, and moving forward. Like, that, that's ultimate. And, like, this man got handed hundreds of millions of dollars at 18 years old and, and got told bluntly, don't fuck it up. Like, here's the keys to every kingdom. Here's David Stern. Here's the keys to our league as an 18-year-old. Don't fuck it up. And he didn't. Like, you can't even try to find a LeBron scandal. You literally can't even try to do it. The biggest thing that anyone can hold against LeBron in his career was deciding to go to Miami. That's, that's the biggest thing that people can be, have a gripe with and, and maybe commenting on the state of China. That's the... That's the two things you can point to be like, hey, LeBron wasn't a great person, though. And those people will cling to those things like it is life it's, itself, bro. Because it's the only thing they have. Because it's the only. And you, you know what? Like, if you have a thousand scandals, you have none because no one can focus on any. Yeah. And I wouldn't even call LeBron scandals. They're just like, yeah, he shouldn't have done it publicly. The China thing. They have to he, be scandals. Like, that. They, like oh, he doesn't know like everything about the world because he's dedicated himself to be this freak of nature basketball player. Like, yeah. 
Okay, it's understandable. And but Matt, they have to be because no one's Jesus, right? No one's no one's walking around here mistake free. So it's unfathomable that someone could be in the limelight for twenty plus years and not have a quote unquote scandal or something, some bad on their reputation. So those even like if have, you look internationally, like, Messi is like the comparison to LeBron. Messi like didn't pay taxes. Bro, we went to jail for like ten years. Ronaldo, too. Ronaldo and Messi should be doing more stuff too. Yeah, Ronaldo and Messi should be doing a bid right now if they weren't world class soccer players, man. Like, like, let's be honest. Everybody got criminals as well. Yeah, like everybody got a everybody got a scandal except LeBron. Like literally, not he. He's never embezzled money from anyone. He don't as long as we know. And let's you know. Knock on wood that nothing crazy comes out, but I, I just don't think there is. So just a model citizen player, dad, and just had unfathomable, unfathomably high expectations. And to Jake's point, exceeded those. And that's just, I don't know. If, that's just something I never thought would happen, could happen. I, I don't anticipate happening again. So we'll end the podcast on this question, man. Every OG, every person who was alive to see Kareem break and, and stretch Walt's record said that they didn't think that this record could be broken. LeBron has broken it, and if he plays the next three, four years like he says he's going to, the brother's going to be up over 44, 45,000 career points. Do you guys think that when it's all said and done, that, like, reasonably, do you think you'll see LeBron's record be, be broken in your lifetime? Like, do you think someone will eclipse broad in career points? Like, do you think that that's done? Because people didn't think it'd ever be done, and it got done 38 years later. Like, there are people who watched Kareem do it. That's like, no way it's going to be done. And are sitting watching it now and be like, I can't believe that happened. So I'm going to say no, but not a strong no. Because there's possibilities. Like, Luca, if you look like he started scoring at 19, and if he has, like, a really long career averaging, like, 20, like, 9, 30, maybe they add a four-point line in 10 yeah. years and like like so there's weird stuff and like he's that. doing what lebron did right luca's the youngest to hit five five k mm-hmm. 10k lebron was the youngest to hit 5k 10k 20k so if he does what lebron did in that timeline he's gonna be but he's also you gotta mix production with longevity you mm-hmm. can't just be a 27 per game score for 11 12 13 14 15 it's years. possible but it's highly unlikely Only, like, you gotta be a that's the way I describe the chances of it happening. Yeah, you got to be a 27 to 28 a game score for 20 years. Like, what? not just 10, 15, you know, you, for 20 plus, you got to do it every that. year. And be, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know if I can predict that. I, I don't know if I can predict that. So here's why I'm going to say yes. And I think, additionally, I think it's going to be a foreign-born player who does it if things stay the way they are right now. And I, I don't know that... Want that. The NBA wouldn't want that. Well, in the <laughs> sense that I don't know if they wouldn't want it. In the, well, maybe for all time score, but no. in the sense that like the guys who are coming over are really skilled as teenagers, whereas in today's college basketball ranks, uh, as well as high school, I don't know if some of the guys like think about how and it's different, but think about how Shaden Sharp as a teenager came into the NBA. He has some good dunk highlights on the Blazers, but he looks like a 19 year old out there. He's little. Think about how Luca looked when he came into the league Grown as a teenager man. and <laughs> was just man. able to control the game like he's Bro, like been there all along. So that's why I say that. Uh, and I also think they're going to help scoring continue to balloon or yeah. they'll change my, the game some way. Yeah, my, Matt, you made a good point about the four point line. They add that and, and LeBron's, you know, the, the record looks more and more in reach every day. 
And Mongo also made a good point where, like, the game is more prevalent on threes. Like, 10 years ago, taking 10 threes in a game was something a team did. 10 years before that, taking 10 threes in a game was unfathomable. Now, one person takes 10 threes a game, and it's not just Steph Curry. Like, Damian Lee takes 10 threes a game. That's crazy. Like, yeah. like that's a like that's, second guy that's off the crazy. bench. That's crazy. Joe Harris takes 12 threes a game. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So when you add that facet to it, you take three for every two, it, it does kind of close that gap perceivably sooner. But yet again, you got to do that for two decades straight. Yeah. That's, t- like, that's why it has to be a teenager comes in as a prodigy, and it's just so tough. And, sus- and sustains it. Like injury, scandal, good situation. Like you got to be able to overcome all that. You yeah, can, I'm actually going to change to a no. I've been talking yeah, to a no. Like you, you can you can check all the boxes. If the last one doesn't hit, you're not going to do it. You can be a great scorer, stay without scandal, stay healthy. But if you're in a bad situation for four years, if you're in a Dame low situation for four years, you're not going to hit it. Like you're not going to get it. Like Injury is the be, biggest one. That's you got to be in a favorable position. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. another part of his craziness. We'll have to do a whole. We'll do a whole hour. He played. He played all. He played all eighty-two two years ago. That's sick. He might not be. Honestly, if you checked them, he really might not be human. That's that's just crazy. (laughs) It is nuts. We are human, so we got to bow down to the king and and get out of this podcast. But all the time we have for this episode, it was a great one. We are awaiting the Super Bowl on Sunday between the Eagles and the Chiefs, and y'all know that if Jake and I get into a fight, just know that. The Eagles probably won. So, so shout out to everyone on the Up On Game Presents Network. LeVar Arrington, Flexible Burrs, TJ Husmanzada. We hope you guys are enjoying AZ out there. We're keeping up with all the content. And shout out to my guys, Jake Galley and Stat Matt Robinson. I'm James Jackson. These have been the facts. Straight up. Go Birds. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. 
I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.